0: Hello and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Naomi Kling.
1: And I'm Max Hogan. On this week's show, we'll begin by taking a look at the latest headlines in startup news.
0: Then we'll look at how quilting has spurred economic growth in an unexpected place.
1: After that, we check in on a new medical marijuana business and its facility in one small Missouri town.
0: And finally, we will give you our digits, the numbers that matter in Missouri startup news.
1: All right, Naomi, let's speak startup.
0: So I wanted to ask you're from Chicago, right, Max?
1: I am. And you're from Seattle, right?
0: Yeah, so two big cities. But we've been working in Missouri now for, what, four years? Where have you gone around Missouri so far?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. I've been all over the state, north, south, east, west. Uh, I've been to the major cities like St. Louis and Kansas City. And then, of course, can't forget about rural Missouri as well. Uh, What about you, Naomi?
0: Yeah, I've done a few stories out of Springfield. I went down to Eldon, if you heard my story about medical marijuana applications in Eldon back in December. But mostly working with Missouri Business Alert, I've mostly been working out of Kansas City and St. Louis, you know, these big startup cities.
1: With that being said, Naomi, this podcast is going to take us off the beaten path into two rural Missouri towns who have seen new businesses in different stages of growth. One that hopes to spur economic development, and the other one already has.
0: But first, as always, let's jump to our top headlines.
1: Agreed. Let's get to it. Newleaf, a St. Louis-based agricultural technology startup, will partner with another St. Louis-area ag tech company, Intent, after raising $20 million in new financing. Intent will help Newleaf integrate data collection and farmer feedback into its product testing.
0: Signal Kits, a Kansas City-based education technology startup, announced that it has been sold to ParentSquare in an undisclosed cash and equity deal. Terms of the deal were not announced. Signal Kits, which started in 2015, allows for school districts to send community-wide push notifications via SMS, email, and in other ways. ParentSquare's platform will now unify all school communication tools to serve over 2 million students nationwide, including almost 20% of students in California, according to the company.
1: The Rainier Venture Creation Challenge is expected to reach more students this year as the University of Missouri-Kansas City is expanding the contest across multiple state lines. As part of the expansion, the competition will be open to college and for the first time high school students in the following states Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, and Nebraska. The competition will also collide with an Entrepreneurship Scholars Demo Day. The Entrepreneurship Scholars Program has churned out such Kansas City-based startups as Mobility Design and EB Systems.
0: Junior Achievement of Greater Kansas City plans to create a new center which will provide a youth learning lab that connects area schools with local businesses and job training. The 20,000-square-foot space will house a career development center and innovation center. The CEO of Junior Achievement, said the center will also focus on entrepreneurship since small business owners and startups are driving a lot of the area's economic growth. Big donors like the Hall Family Foundation, Community America Credit Union, and the Sunderland Foundation have pledged a collective $4 million. All right, Max, our next story looks at the business of quilting.
1: Quilting, you say? Mm
0: -hmm. Quilting. Do you know how to quilt?
1: I do not know how to quilt. Do you know how to quilt?
0: I do know how to quilt. Really? (laughs) I learned once. It was, what, eighth grade? Wow. I don't know. I don't think I would be able to do it now, though. So quilting. Quilting. (laughs) In Hamilton, Missouri, a town of about 1,800 people in northwest Missouri, quilting is a big business. The Missouri Star Quilt Company started there in 2008, and it has grown to employ about 400 people.
1: I would have never have guessed that. That is incredible.
0: And that's not all. Local officials credit the company with spurring other economic development in town, largely related to tourism. They call Hamilton Quilt Town USA and say it drew about 100,000 visitors last year.
1: So the company's seen a lot of growth over the last decade, but what is it doing today? And what's the future hold?
0: Our Jack Anstein, Aaron Davis, and Tina Tan went to Hamilton to find out.
2: In 2008, the small city of Hamilton was filled with empty storefronts. Those once-deserted buildings are now home to the Missouri Star Quilt Company, a local business that sells fabric for quilt making. The company also creates online quilting tutorials. Sarah Galbraith is one of the founders of the popular business and has witnessed the company and community grow over the last decade.
3: Like in our first little store, like literally it was so tiny and people were coming from other places, and we were like, what? Like, you drove from your house to here?
2: As Missouri Star gained popularity from its online tutorials, the business began to expand. Now, over 100,000 tourists from all over the nation and even worldwide visit the 13 shops in Hamilton each year, according to the Chamber of Commerce.
3: These small communities, they can't grow if they're just recycling the same money. And so to have a piece of tourism, you know, people that come in, spend money and then and then go on is really like been a huge benefit to our community.
2: This change is reflected by the roughly 26 percent growth in sales tax that Hamilton experienced over the last five years. Hamilton City Administrator Jean Van Iperin speaks to how an increase in sales tax has affected the city.
4: A lot of our sales tax goes for our streets, waterline improvements, those types of things. We've seen an increase in jobs, an increase in property tax values, just it has a ripple effect. And so it's been really good for the community.
2: As the quilting business in Hamilton grew, more business owners and workers were drawn to the city. Over the last 10 years, the property tax values have increased by 37 percent. Yet all this positive growth has left the city with a major problem.
4: Now we have people that want to move to the area. We just don't have adequate housing right now, so that's been our biggest struggle so far.
2: In order to allow the city to grow with the company, a development is in the works that will add 29 new houses this summer. While many are enjoying the growth Missouri Star has brought, some business owners, like Hamilton Retreat owner Anastasia Dawson, have worries about being too reliant on one company for customers.
3: I am very concerned about that. I think any business in town would be if your sole source of income came from one other business.
2: Dawson is part of the Hamilton Community Alliance, a group that is working to grow businesses in the city.
3: We're working really hard to try and bring in and help build up other businesses that can be a tourist attraction so that we're not just relying on Missouri Star.
2: At the most recent Chamber of Commerce meeting, Hamilton Community Alliance member Bob Hughes discuss new businesses that will make Hamilton stand out.
5: One One
2: of these incoming establishments is the Quilting Museum. Hughes says he feels it's important for the city to be able to support itself even if Missouri Star falls in hard times.
5: Quilting, like anything else, is going to have its ebbs and flows and the community needed to inoculate itself. If and when there ever starts getting one of the ebbs in quilting, we need to have some backup plans in
2: place. While Hughes is preparing for a worst-case scenario, he is also working to help Missouri Star maintain its success.
5: We're working very hard to make sure there isn't an ebb. One of the things that Missouri Star, you'll hear them refer to, is creating the Disneyland experience for quilters that come here. We're trying to just build on that Disneyland experience.
2: Part of the Disneyland experience Missouri Star strives to create begins with the company's quilting channel on YouTube. MU Extension professor Alan Spell with the Community Development Program believes that the use of digital media forms, like YouTube, has helped the company to reach consumers across multiple generations.
5: I have an industry that's, that's doing this old-style art, but um, really selling it to a modern uh, generation of consumers. So Um, underestimate the power of having media platforms to share your story.
2: Missouri Star's internet presence drives its online store, which earns the company 90% of its total revenue. Spell says those sales appeal more to younger customers, but it's mostly older customers visiting Hamilton and contributing to the city's growing tourism.
5: We're just reaching the end of our baby boomer generation, turning um, 65. So uh, there's many years of plenty of success that you can have in having a a town that attracts the older generation.
2: As Missouri stars following Stay Strong, Galbraith says she hopes to keep the momentum going in the future by appealing to the changing needs of customers.
3: I think it's just like trying to stay relevant and like learning new things and caring about our customers because if we care about them then we care what they want and what they're thinking about so that we can kind of um, grow with them and offer them things that they want.
2: As Hamilton's economy continues to grow, all eyes will be on Missouri Star for how it impacts the city moving forward.
1: Now, Naomi, we turn to a different town. In January, state officials announced the final batch of licenses for operating medical marijuana businesses in the state of Missouri. There were more than 500 applications for cultivation facilities alone, and only 60 got licenses. That includes a facility located in the town of Jonesburg.
0: I think I've maybe heard of Jonesburg. I might have passed it on the way to and from St. Louis, right?
1: Exactly. A lot of these licenses are based around cities like St. Louis, Kansas City, or larger towns. But Jonesburg is not really that. It's right off I-70 between, like you said, Columbia and St. Louis. The town itself has less than 800 people, and almost 20% of them live below the poverty line.
0: So who's opening the facility there, and what are the expectations for that?
1: Those are two really good questions. The company is called Belief leaf Medical, a business based in the St. Louis area. And as for the expectations, reporter Ming Connors went to Jonesburg to get a sense of those. Here's that story.
6: A town of less than 800 people with close to 20% of the population living in poverty will be one of the limited sources of medical marijuana for Missouri. That town is Jonesburg, located about an hour's drive east of Columbia. Belief leaf Medical, a company based in the St. Louis area, received the cultivation license in Jonesburg. The president of Bee Leaf, Kevin Riggs, was part of the process of choosing the town.
5: It's a community that is very welcoming to job. We felt extremely comfortable in our communications in that community prior to, you know, deciding to actually settle on that location.
6: Bee Leaf Medical received the second most licenses in the state, five for dispensaries, two for infused product manufacturing, and three for cultivation. Most of the company's facilities are based in the St. Louis area. Riggs explains that the location of Jonesburg was a factor of the company's decision.
5: So all of our facilities are very, very, very convenient to interstates. And we think in St. Louis in particular, that's a really important thing. We think Jonesburg gives us a chance to potentially service central Missouri. Clearly being able to gain access amongst our facilities off of Interstate 70, particularly the manufacturing and the cultivation, was a very important part of it.
6: But Riggs said BeeLeaf leaf won't be the only one benefiting from the facility, as the company plans to employ 10 to 15 local workers.
5: You're going to create full-time, steady-paying jobs where they don't exist. There's no way to not impact the economy positively, right? The greatest benefit you can hope for, for an employer to come in and to be a great part of your community and, and to be a great corporate citizen. So we, we intend on being a great corporate citizen of that, of that community.
6: What impact could a business like BeeLeaf leaf have in a town like Jonesburg? Missouri's medical marijuana industry isn't operational yet, so any attempts to quantify the economic impact are just projections. But there are places with more established marijuana markets that offer examples. In Garden City, Colorado, the marijuana industry employs about 300 people. That's about the same as the town's population. Those workers come from Garden City and the surrounding areas, according to City Administrator Abby Spade.
4: We're a very small town. We have under 300 residents, um, although we have... uh, About 60 businesses.
6: Before the first medical marijuana dispensary opened, Garden City made around $400,000 in sales tax a year. With recreational marijuana legalized in Colorado, the town now rakes in more than $2 million a year.
4: We've just purchased this building, which we've decided to use as a community center. And so we're allowing the businesses to come in and, and use it, you know, if they need meeting space or... Um, if they want to have an event and and the residents too we 've got a Girl scout troop that now wants to meet there as well. We also did a huge project on the on the main street, kind of our main drag through town, where we added sidewalks and pedestrian lighting and crosswalks
6: although spade can 't say for certain that the money coming into town is because of the marijuana industry, she believes it is a factor
4: we don 't have a separate fund for the sales tax coming from marijuana so you can't say definitively this money came from marijuana but um but yeah it's all it, it's it's money that we have because we have marijuana
6: back in jonesburg residents have been discussing the planned facility that will use 30,000 square feet to grow marijuana craig gregory has lived in jonesburg for almost his whole life and is mainly concerned about the safety
4: i don't have any problem with it i mean i think the main thing you have to look about is the security of it because, I mean, people will know it's right next to 70 and people, you know, wanting to stop in and, and try to burglarize the, uh, the place. I mean, times are changing and there is benefits from it, So, and I, it will help people. So, I mean, I don't want to take away something that could maybe, help, you know, help somebody.
6: Mike Johnson has been a resident for over 40 years and shares Gregory's cautious optimism about medical marijuana in Missouri.
5: There are so many benefits that can help the sick as long as it's used for that uh, and not being taken advantage of. And let's make sure that we do it right and get it right. Uh, Even if it takes a little more money or a little more time, uh, let's make sure that we're, we're going down the right path for the right reasons.
6: According to Riggs, the Bealey facility in Jonesburg will be up and running in the third or fourth quarter of this year.
0: You know what it's time for, Max? It's time for us to give our digits, the numbers that matter in Missouri Startup News.
1: My digit this week is $40 million. $40
0: million? I'm not sure if we've had a digit that high yet.
1: Probably not, but I thought I'd give it a go. City Foundry, the $210 million restaurant and entertainment district in Midtown St. Louis, has received a $40 million investment from a Florida-based holding company. The company, Capstone Holdings, generally provides investment capital for global technology businesses and high-growth tech startups. City Foundry announced an initial list of tenants in January. Part of the district is scheduled to open later this year in 2020. All right, your turn, Naomi. What digits do you have for us?
0: Well, mine's not quite that high. It's only $25,000, but still significant. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas tweeted a list of revisions to the city's budget after harsh criticism over proposed cuts. Included in the revisions was a transfer of $25,000 from one entrepreneur support group to another. The money will now be given to KC SourceLink, but was originally meant for KC BizCare, which assists new entrepreneurs with the process of starting a business. KC BizCare has been in vocal opposition of cuts to KC SourceLink and entrepreneurship in general.
1: That's just about a wrap. But before we get out of here, we need a closing thought.
0: Yeah, I've got one from Sarah Galbraith. She is a co-founder of Missouri Star Quilt Company down in Hamilton. She talked to us about an important milestone and lesson in building her company.
3: You know, it, it used to be that our family, we felt like, Um, if anything was broken, we could fix it, right? Like if we had a shipping crisis, we would stay like overnight, literally like overnight and work straight through to get caught up. And like that was super exciting, but there's no way that we could do that now. And for me, like, that was actually kind of heartbreaking because I loved the idea that we could just, like, work together and, like, make a big difference. And now it's like we need all of our employees. We need all the people around us to help us be successful. And I actually feel like that, for me, was, is, like, the biggest milestone.
1: And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Naomi Kling and me, Max Hogan. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.